Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have our weekly look at grain markets. Wheat has taken a huge jump this week, up over a dollar a bushel, while canola has gained $10 a ton. We look at today's rain causing seeding delays and the possibility of some localized flooding. We hear from the Water Security Agency about that. The province extends the avian flu control order. We have a feature on crop biostimulants from Stoller Enterprises and the Manitoba Crop Report. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain markets reflected a lot of volatility this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Picallo says canola has gained $10 a ton for the week, while spring wheat has risen over $1 a bushel. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front here, July canola increased approximately $10 a ton on the week. Today, a very strong day sitting at approximately 1180 as we speak, up about $28 a ton. November is back above that 1100 sitting at up $15 a day at 1103 On the Minneapolis wheat, a very big week for Minneapolis. The July futures are sitting at approximately 1350 as we talk, and we're up over a dollar a bushel, about a dollar 13 on the week. And this week, again, quite interesting due to what the USDA report came out. And we saw some volatility, especially when it came to the soybean market side of things. We did see a bit of a pullback there during the, the USDA report. We actually saw U.S. ending stocks for soybeans come up a little bit higher than the trade expected. Corn came up a little bit higher for U.S. ending stocks as well. But U.S. wheat stocks were a decent amount lower than than projected. So that was definitely supportive. And then actually there were some estimates given on the Ukraine side of things for wheat. And wheat actually exports are going to be down potentially 41% and as well too just a lot more positivity when it comes to the technical side of wheat. So I think traders are going to be still on the long side of those markets. 
Then when you also look at the South American crop production as well too, we saw for soybeans actually coming just a little bit below trade estimates. Corn came out a little bit higher for Argentina and Brazil, both of those areas. So again, like you said, quite an interesting week. So what's the outlook for next week and beyond? Well, I can only really talk, I would say, from more of a technical standpoint. So as, as we're looking at the, the charts right now, to see November canola above $1,100 a ton is, is quite positive again. So we could, you want to see that level hold and, and potentially another higher move from here. I Fundamentally, I believe canola can still stay where it is. Again, can it move around? Yes. But for the, the longer term outlook, I still think canola can stay fairly stable. I have been talking about different option strategies for new crop for clients, but it's not heavily going much more than between 10 and even 30% sold. And on the, the wheat side of things, because we've had some significant moves higher, today actually the limit is 90 cents. I don't think we're going to be reaching that um, on Minneapolis. But again, technicals are positive, fundamentals are supportive. Uh, which should make farmers happy if, uh, as long as they get the crop this year. Adam Picallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. Farmers will be watching and comparing rain gauges as a system bringing rain has moved north from the United States. The bulk of the rain is expected to fall in the eastern third of the province with some in central areas. Farmers closer to the Manitoba border are hoping for less rain than the forecast is predicting. Randy Kading farms 3,600 acres near Churchbridge, not far from the Manitoba border. He compares the situations on the east and west sides of the province. Uh, the west side of the province uh, obviously is seeding and, and they were struggling with drought situation again and moisture and you know I've been watching that progress and guys are cutting fertilizer and stuff and then we're kind of on the fringe here where we're, we're wet, we haven't seeded anything yet and I'd like to say we're four or five days away from in the field but we could be two inches away from a major delay. We're, I want to say, ten days to two weeks already delayed from our normal start date and if we, we lose another week, it starts to get a little serious for us. Multiple precipitation events over the past few weeks means very little seeding has been done in the southeast, east-central, or northeast. A significant rainfall watch remains in place for much of southern Saskatchewan through tomorrow morning. Rainfall amounts are expected to reach 80, 40 to 80 millimeters of rain or more in some spots. The Water Security Agency says heaviest accumulations are expected in the Poplar River Basin near Coronac, eastern portions of the Old Wives Lake Basin near Assiniboia and over Avonlea Creek. The Water Security Agency does not expect significant impact to water flows and levels. However, localized issues are possible where accumulations are highest. Areas east of Regina from the U.S. to Jan Lake, where conditions have been wetter over the past month, could see increasing flows, potentially to flood levels, particularly on Pipestone Creek, Antler River, and tributaries within the lower Red Deer River basin near Hudson Bay, including the Fur and overflowing rivers. The Assiniboine River is still seeing some higher flows and significant rain could cause the river to spill over, resulting in localized flooding. The additional rainfall will bring Boundary and Rafferty Reservoirs closer to preferred levels, but not result in their filling. 
Grant Divine Lake is near full supply and a release will be initiated from Grant Divine Dam. However, flows are expected to remain in channel on Moose Mountain Creek and Sewers River downstream of the dam. The Saskatchewan government today extended an animal health control area order due to the avian flu risk. The order from Saskatchewan's chief veterinary officer limiting the commingling of poultry has been extended to June 14th. The order prohibits the movement to and participation of birds in shows, auctions and agricultural fairs, as well as other events where birds would be brought together from multiple locations. The order was implemented April 14th and is updated monthly. The Animal Health Control Area order helps reduce the risk of contact between birds from different locations. The main source of avian flu spread is linked to wild birds and the risk of disease spread is high through the spring migration season. Small flock owners are encouraged to confine their birds indoors if possible during wild bird migration. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency estimates 110,000 birds have been affected by the latest avian flu outbreak in Saskatchewan alone. Eight separate instances of avian flu have been detected in the province. The agency has been monitoring an outbreak of avian flu across Canada since mid-April. Infections have been reported in nine provinces, affecting 68 total premises. The federal government estimates more than 1.7 million birds have been affected by avian flu across Canada this spring. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. It's now time for the beef market update with Ann Wasco with the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Okay, give us the update on prices. How are we looking? Top, top, top in the U.S. So steady again, 140 in the south. Lost a little bit in the north, 144 live, that 230 dress. So the uh, five-state weighted average will be down a little bit. But again, the story is really just chopping sideways for several, several, many weeks now, it feels like. Uh, the cutout market closed at 257 on the choice. That is up two from last week. But one of the surprises this spring has been just how sluggish that that cutout has been since mid-April. Um, it, it peaked back at that point at 275. So it's lost ground over that month that, you know, isn't really seasonally you know, when it struggles, um, these lower prices this week do look like they're, you know, better. Well, they're certainly better value. And so we've seen some better buyer interest. So a better load count this week. So hopefully that will, will turn a corner a little bit. Um, back here in Western Canada, we saw prices improve to 90 delivered drafts. That's up five bucks a hundred from last week. And uh, the weekly average will be in the low 170s, uh, according to Canfax. And that's going to be the first time we've had a, an average weekly average in Alberta over 170 since the first half of 2017. Yeah. So how do we evaluate that cutout number being a bit weaker? Because you know, it's not expressively tied to what the cash price is on the ground to the producer. So how, how do we evaluate that at this point? Well, you, you got to think, uh, you know, coming out of COVID and the, the consumer uh, changes in terms of, you know, all through 2020 and 2021, you know, eating a lot more beef at home, you know, so that piece is changing. Of course, these are very strong prices uh, 
um, high retail values uh, in the U.S. and Canada for that matter. So, and with everything up at the, uh, you know, as far as the consumer is concerned, especially on the on the fuel and energy side, um, you know, what, what, has there been some, you know, kind of sticker shock and and step back? I mean, all the proteins are high, you know, beef, pork, and poultry. So it's not like um, you know beef is is out there on its own. But there's no question, uh, you know, demand probably has been certainly part of that step back from the consumer perspective. Any update on the slaughter numbers? Yeah, we've had fed cattle slaughter in Canada this year has been outstanding. Um, so even just going back Q1, so first quarter slaughter this year was up 4% from 2021 and the biggest first quarter fed cattle kill we've ever had. And uh, even now up to the uh, early part of May, we're still up 3%. So, you know, that's been, um, you know, a positive story. The other piece that we saw this this week, USDA came out um, updating their uh, beef production numbers for 22 and 23. And they've increased the 2022 numbers kind of up to even with last year, very close to even with last year. And the difference is that earlier this year, they were forecasting a 3% decline in beef production. So, you know, the storyline is, and we've talked about this, bigger beef cow slaughter in the U.S. and here in 2022 and more cattle being placed on feed because of the drought. So the drought is certainly leading to more more cattle showing up uh, uh, in the in the system and obviously bigger beef production. The the other side of the coin, it did go out to 2023 with a forecast for beef production in the U.S. and it uh, right now they're suggesting it could be down as much as seven percent. It would be the biggest, you know, if it came out like that, the biggest year over year decrease in beef production we've ever seen. And what w- is that? Because we can only kill so many cows. Like at some point, we've got to we got to stop that. Like what's what's that? What's related to that? Yeah. Number? Well, again, I, I would suspect that they're suggesting that you're not going to see the beef kind of uh, the beef cow slaughter the way we've seen it here in 2022 and even late in 2021. So that would be the change in terms of uh, the drought, you know, ending um, and and heifers and cows not you know continuing to come to town. And, and we know as well we're going to have a smaller uh, calf crop simply because we've got a smaller cow herd, right? Yeah. And and when you look north of the border, Sean, the same kind of pattern showing up, you know, our heifer placements into feedlots here in Western Canada in March were up 43%. Steer placements were down 1%. So the same kind of phenomenon is going on here in Canada with, uh, you know, cow slaughter up 7% and more heifers on feed. And, and that's really what's driving a lot of the extra production. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, 15 to 25 millimeters of rain is forecast. Wind north 50, gusting to 70, becoming northwest 30, gusting to 50. Temperatures steady today, near plus 5. The low, plus 3. Tomorrow, cloudy, 60% chance of showers. Clearing near noon, wind northwest 30, the high 13, the low, minus 1. Sunday, sunny with a high of 18, the low 3. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 20, the low 6. Tuesday, sunny, the high 24, the low 6 degrees. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 17, the low 5. 
Thursday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, and the high 13. Normal high for the state is 19. The normal low is 4. The sun rose at 514 this morning. It sets at 836 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Buffalo Narrows up north. It's kind of turned topsy-turvy, the temperatures. Buffalo Narrows up north is the hot spot at 15. The cold spot, Regina, the Queen City, at 4.5 degrees. And on the roundup, we have Estevan at 9, Saskatoon 8, Swift Current 7, Weyburn 8, Yorkton is 7 degrees. Regina, light rain and rounded up to 5 degrees. It's 41 Fahrenheit. Uh, winds are from the north-northwest, 45, gusting to 54. Humidity is 93%. The barometric pressure dropping, 99.8. Light rain and fog in Moose Jaw, 6 degrees. Winds are from the north at 55, gusting to 70. Once again, Regina, light rain and 5, that's 41 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Farmers have a wide range of products to improve crop production this year. Stoller Enterprises has a range of micronutrients or biostimulants designed to improve yields. The commercial director for Stoller, Ryan Bonnet, says one product is particularly popular this spring. First one, Jim, is our uh, seed treatment or seed dressing called Action 5%. Uh, what it is is a way for farmers to help combat against salt or saline-type soils. And what it does is essentially help that crop emerge, get their roots established more, and essentially just fight through that salt, uh, those those white, salty areas in a guy's field. What kind of yield improvements can you get using this on saline areas? Yeah, it just depends. But probably like an extra two or three uh, bushels an acre is probably the best expectation on it. But what it really helps doing is over the long term, it's helping suck up some of that salt to start mitigating some of that soil salinity. What are the range of products that you offer? I, I know I think of micronutrients, but I think you call them biostimulants. Just what is your range? Yeah, and biostimulants is like a very like broad umbrella of products, but essentially any of the products in that biostimulant world are trying to help the plant maximize its potential, trying to make it optimized. There's many different ways to do it. Essentially what our take on it is, is uh, using plant hormones in there to tell the plant to do a certain thing at a certain time. So I'll give you a really good example. You asked about a product earlier, like other ones that are in, that are very uh, popular. Another one we have is called Bioforge Advanced. And what that one will do is will help you um, combat against any herbicide damage. So if you use it proactively, you're going to get less or no yellowing in your lentils or peas when you put it in with your uh, pulse herbicides. These are applied when? Uh, they're applied when you apply your herbicide. They're applied at seed treatment time and or a fungicide time. So one thing we try to do is not add an extra pass onto the farm if they don't want to use it. Yeah, given the cost of fuel nowadays, I can under appreciate that, and a lot of farmers would too. We had a drought last year. Yep. Do you have anything that offers help for farmers that are facing drought? 
Well, nothing fixes drought, Jim, but what we can do is help you mitigate some of the losses from that drought. So I'll give you an example. If last year guys had bad yields and you're getting 20 bushel an acre, what our stuff is going to help you do is get 24 in that yield. Or in a good year, if you're getting 40 bushel an acre, we're going to get you 43, 45, those type of things. But if we get another year where it's zero rain and 40 above, like everything's going to get smoked. But what will help you mitigate those losses. What's that product called? Uh, well, the one that we'll talk about again next time I come in would be Excite, and that one is specifically made to be able to combat against heat stress in your crops. So think of like flower drop, uh, pot abortion, those type of things. We use this product all around the world in many, many different crops at that reproductive time to help plants fight against that heat. Have you had any supply issues this year? We're hearing lots of companies are. Uh, not really right now. We're adequately supplied to basically uh, fill all the needs that we have right now. Now, again, if we get three or four inches of rain, I think a lot of stuff will start flying out. So don't completely commit me to that, uh, that commitment. And what is Stoller Enterprises? Just what is the company? Yeah, Stoller's been around for 50 years. And uh, we ca- like our head office is in Houston. We're in 16 different countries around the world. And we... we cover crops, every single crop you can think of, whether it be bananas, pineapples, citrus, wheat, canola, soybeans, corn, all those type of things. We've got 20, 30 years of data and research on these crops. And you offer what you call biostimulants? Yeah, we offer biostimulants, foliar fertility, micronutrients as well, but our our go-to would be that biostimulant right now. Ryan Bonnet is the commercial director for Stoller Enterprises. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service, arcolabuildingsupplies.com. Manitoba Agriculture has issued its first weekly crop report of the year. Oilseed specialist Dane Frey says spring seeding is off to a very slow start in Manitoba. That's right. Uh, we haven't had a lot of seeding progress just due to the repeated uh, Colorado low systems that have been bringing in uh, a lot of moisture into Manitoba. Some locations in the province received over 500% of normal rainfall in April, and, and many others received still well over normal. So it has been very wet and leaving soil saturated, which has really hampered uh, seeding progress. Coupled with a lack of drying days, most farmers have not been able to make that start in the field. There has been some seeding in southwest Manitoba. There's been a little. Uh, a, a small start near the Brandon to Rivers area has uh, started putting crop in the ground, largely uh, with field peas and spring wheat to start with, uh, getting those early season crops in as, as fast as they can and uh, trying to focus on, on the priority of getting those in. In northwest Manitoba, seeding has been delayed. Phrase says livestock producers are happy with water supplies. Yes, it's certainly the silver lining of having uh, an excessively high precipitation over winter and, and through spring. Uh, dugouts are full, sloughs are full, the ditches and streams are running full and have been able to recharge much of uh, those water supplies. Um, we're seeing moisture recharge on pastures right now, although Farmers and, and cattle producers are generally expecting production to be lower on those pastures, just given the damage that they went through to supply enough feed for cattle uh, last fall and, and over winter. And he adds further. In the northwest, the, the cooler weather has been delaying seeding. I've, I've seen quite a number of farmers opening their own municipal roads uh, with their own tractors, trying to clear them of snowbanks. So that's been a bit of a, a delay there. And, and when there's snowbanks on the road, we just generally know the fields are still a little too wet or too soft to support machinery. 
So there has been a small, very limited start in the Swan River Valley and, and Roblin areas, just um, doing some field work prep, um, some slight tillage or some fertilizer application. And we expect to see a broader start closer to this weekend. So weather conditions are hampering seeding progress in Manitoba. That's right. Normally, by the first week of May, we see about 21% of the province seeded on average. Um, right now, we're sitting at less than 1% seeding completion just due to the weather that we've been having. But we do know that uh, historically, Manitoba farmers are able to seed about 25% of their crop each week if we have good growing conditions. And uh, as soon as uh, the weather allows that small window to, to start, I expect to see that number jump up fairly quickly and farmers get the crop in the ground as fast as they're able. Dane Fraze is an oilseed specialist for Manitoba Agriculture. A higher plant density is one way to reduce potential flea beetle damage after emergence. Keith Gabbard is an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada. Well, I've rarely seen a field where the sole issue is the number of flea beetles have simply eaten the canola that's there. Often there's an emergence issue or there's a seeding rate issue or there's some reason that has made these plants either grow poorly, be few in number, or just be struggling in general. So sometimes it's simply seeding too deep or soil crusting or poor residue management from the fall before giving the seeders some difficulty. So it's one of those things that has a lot of different factors playing into it. And when I talk about making sure you scout for flea beetles so you know that's there, even more important is making sure you do the best job of seeding possible to sort of stack the deck in your favor. Over the past few years, there have been growing numbers of striped flea beetles compared to the crucifer variety. With later seeding this year, it's hoped that canola can outgrow most of the flea beetle damage. Coming up, Market Update. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber and Sass Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose 1010 at 1098.52. Number one red spring wheat went down 680 at 571.06. The rest were unchanged. Durham 551.16. Feed barley 387.54. Flax 1212.73. Lentils 932.50. Oats 391.53. Yellow peas 617.33. Feed wheat, 378.30. At Minneapolis, July spring wheat rose two cents at $13.18 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 400 cattle on offer this week. Mostly consisting of all cows. Regular sales are Tuesdays only for the summer months from now on. Good cows they were bringing from a buck to a buck seven fifty. We, we did have one high yielding cow at a dollar eleven and a quarter. Medium head head cows from ninety two right up to a buck. Last pre sort of the spring is Tuesday, May seventeenth. With all these yearlings to be here by two o'clock on Monday for pre sorting. Good grass cattle on offer at this sale. Just kick them straight out to grass. And away you go. Cows and bulls are selling every Tuesday again here now for the summer months. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon.
And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, two thirty-two zero four per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandaco. Talk to your Mandaco dealer or visit mandaco.com to learn more about Mandaco land rollers and tillage equipment. The Canadian High Commissioner to the UK, Ralph Goodale, delivered a keynote message to the Canada-UK Chamber of Commerce this week. Goodale, former Regina MP, highlighted the brutal war of aggression by Russia on Ukraine this year. He also discussed efforts to reach a comprehensive trade deal between Canada and the UK. Goodale says the two negotiating teams meet again in Ottawa for round two in June. He says both sides are optimistic a current interim agreement can be improved with face-to-face negotiations. Goodale says the value of two-way trade between Canada and the UK totaled more than $42 billion. He says the UK is Canada's third largest export market for goods and second largest market for services. The UK is Canada's second largest investment destination abroad and third largest source. He says the goal is for trade diversification and Canada wants to go beyond the US and the UK wants to go beyond the European Union. Priorities include small to medium company exports, the digital economy, technology and agricultural and food exports. Goodale says there are several other priorities as well, like clean energy technology, rare earth materials, and aerospace and automotive sectors. On the markets, the TSX is up 443 points to 20,142. The Dow has gained 410 points to 32,141. Oil has risen $4.15 at 110.28 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 71 hundredths of a cent at 77.35 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.